what we're really passionate about is that founders shouldn't have to give away equity to fund their growth. So we provide fast, flexible funding to e-commerce businesses for marketing, inventory, or hiring without personal guarantees or dilution. Have you ever wondered, how do you grow a socially conscious and environmentally friendly e-commerce brand online while also making a profit? Yeah, me too. After watching my family members suffer through cancer and heart disease using products by companies that care more about profits than their customers, there must be a better way, right? That's when I discovered an emerging wave of successful, purpose-driven businesses, and I knew I needed to be a part of it. So join me as we dive into the stories behind the most inspiring brands in the world and discover the secrets on how they successfully win over the vote of their customers' wallets and grow their business online. My name is Vincent Tanyono, and welcome to the E-Commerce Speak Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the E-Commerce Speak Podcast. I have a special guest with me today. His name is Asher Ismail. Asher is the co-founder of Uncapped. Uncapped offers an alternative take on capital, helping to provide growing businesses with fast and flexible funding for marketing or inventory or even hiring. And he's a serial entrepreneur and business scaling expert that has raised over $120 million in capital for his companies from angels, VCs, crowdfunding, and banks. So I'm super excited to be speaking with Asher. Welcome to the show, Asher. Thanks so much for having me, Vincent. It's great to be here. Yeah, this is going to be like the, the first uh, episode that we're talking about getting funds. And like I was mentioning to you earlier that many of the founders that I've spoken to, they, one of the biggest issues that they mentioned is to get uh, funds to, to grow their business. So before we get into all that stuff, can you share uh, a little about your story? Like how do you get into entrepreneurs, especially for those listeners who are not familiar with your work? Absolutely. So, you know, as you mentioned, I'm Asher. I'm one of the, the co-founders of Uncapped. And what we're really passionate about is that founders shouldn't have to give away equity to fund their growth. So we provide fast, flexible funding to e-commerce businesses for marketing, inventory, or hiring without personal guarantees or dilution. And you know, my background is in startups. This is the third business that I've started over the years. And I think the biggest problem I always had was getting the funding that I needed. So for me, it's a dream to be able to help other entrepreneurs get the funding they need. Um, you know, our first customers were actually my friends. So from the start, we really tried to create something that is fast and fair and friendly and all the things that you'd want to give to a mate. It's the, you know, the product I wish always existed. And, you know, for me, getting started in this was, was really goes back to my beginning of my journey in, in 2003 uh, when I was building my first startup. You know, meanwhile, my co-founder, he's actually a venture capitalist. And we just both noticed this same problem that, you know, growing businesses, they were left to choose between either raising costly venture capital or burdening themselves with traditional debt. And, you know, and personally, I was always surprised at just how little equity founders would end up with an exit. Um, you know, the current stat is that a founder will likely own less than 15% of their business. And because equity is basically the most expensive way to fund a company's growth. It takes a long time to raise and can mean that founders end up losing control of their companies. So, you know, with e-commerce businesses, you know, monetizing sooner than ever, we just felt that founders, they deserve a more creative and affordable solution. So we decided to found Uncapped. Wow, that's cool. Does Uncapped only focus on DTC 
and e-commerce or other businesses as well? So that's our primary focus. So I'd say at least 80% of the companies that we fund are in that space. Um, we also have some really cool sustainable growth businesses as well. They're part of the portfolio. But the other types of businesses we fund fall probably into like the subscription model. Some of those are SaaS businesses and other type of tech companies. So we're really you know, trying to roll out more solutions for a wider set. But you know, e-commerce and probably a lot of your listeners are, are really our focus today. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious though, why, why does uh, 80% of it is e-commerce. Why spend so much of it there? Well, I think, you know, e-commerce founders, they have particular challenges and needs in terms of funding. Um, You know, historically, there's only been two ways to fund a company's growth. One was to go for debt, or the other way is to give away a share of your company. And when you're an e-commerce business, it's pretty tough to go to the banks and, and and get the kind of funding that they would traditionally offer because, you know, Either they'll want a longer history, they'll want like two years of previous growth, or they'll be asking to sign a personal guarantee. And, you know, I know myself when I was raising money for my businesses, um, I didn't necessarily have a house to put up. And, you know, not having those assets just means that you're locked out of that kind of an opportunity. Meanwhile, on the other side of venture capital, I mean, there's been this tremendous shift, probably in the thinking of of how venture capital looks at e-commerce. And probably with the, the growth that we've seen in this last period, it's been unprecedented. So certainly more, you know, venture capitalists are exploring that space. But, you know, historically, it's, there's been, you know, a more challenging time for e-commerce businesses to raise that, raise that type of funding. And so Uncapped, I think, is, you know, fitting this really um, big niche uh, of businesses that need this kind of capital to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned that uh, there are, there's some issues with like the traditional uh, models of raising funds. So what are some of the alternative uh, strategies to raise those those funds? Absolutely. So I, I mean, you know, I've actually probably been part of uh, you know all the different funding options that are on there. So you know, I've had angels, I've had strategic investors, I've got investment from a VC fund. Um, we did one of the largest crowdfunding rounds that was in the UK for one of my last businesses. We even explored, you know, debt. Um, I think, you know, we, we talked a little bit already about some of the challenges with bank loans. Um, and, you know, what that really leaves is different options in equity. I think um, crowdfunding, I think, is an exciting one that's happening for a lot of businesses um, because, you know, a successful campaign, it validates your business idea and potentially builds your customer base. Um, it really works well with B2C businesses. Um, at my last business, we actually did a crowdfund exactly for this reason. And, you know, it was an, a chance to be able to get a bunch of customers um, to actually become investors and really like spread the word of mouth. Um, but it also takes a lot of work. You know, it's a, a multi-month pre-campaign and it's totally nerve wracking because you've got to have a threshold to meet and it's sort of all or nothing. So accordingly, the consequences of failure can also be you know, severe because if you're turned down by a venture capitalist, you can always seek out another VC, but if your crowdfunding campaign fails, it's hard to recover, right? And most platforms are not going to let you list again. And, you know, a failed crowdfunding campaign, at least to the majority of angels and VCs, signals, you know, either your plan or your execution isn't good enough. And, you know, those are some options. I think there's, you know, other platforms and other solutions that are coming around, but I think ultimately between kind of the solutions that I saw existed, I felt you know, there was really something that was missing. And I guess, you know, that's why we've set out to build Uncapped. I know that one of the terms that you've 
mentioned in one of your uh, articles and previous podcasts that I was listening to is revenue-based financing. So is that is that what uh, crowdfunding is? Oh, well, actually, so crowdfunding is is actually a totally different model. It's, it's still a model where you're giving away equity, but actually Uncapped is Europe's first revenue-based finance provider. So you know, that's the model that we launched initially here, and now we're expanding globally. Um, maybe I should tell you a little bit more about that. So, you know, our, our belief, you know, as I said, was that, you know, founders shouldn't have to give away ownership of their company to fund growth, right? And so all those other options I mentioned before, they're all about selling a share of the company. So what we do is we provide equity and interest-free investments. They start from a flat fee of 6% on the capital that's provided. And then you pay us back via revenue share. There's no pitching, there's no business plans or you know, coffees with investors required, which means you can really get back to growing your business. Um, so for example, if we were to lend you 100K to spend on marketing, we take back a fixed portion of your daily revenue that might be like five or 10% until we get 106K back. We don't take equity, personal guarantees, warrants or hidden fees. You're just paying the 6% flat fee. And critically, because the repayments are tied to your revenue, if the business slows down, the founder isn't cut out. The repayments also slow down. So we believe it's you know the most affordable, flexible type of financing available to growth companies. Mm, yeah, that makes sense that you're getting paid back on the revenue share. So from your experience investing in over $120 million and also raising funds for yourself. Like, What are some of the mistakes that founders usually make when they're raising funds? Well, I think one of the ones that we just mentioned was about not knowing what are your actual funding options. So that's like the first thing I always encourage entrepreneurs to do is to really explore what are all the options that are available to them and really figure out which ones are the right suit for their business. You know, there's a bunch of other deadly mistakes to avoid. I think you know, um, you know, fundraising is a tough and evolving process. Probably uh, as an entrepreneur, it's one of the most difficult things that you're going to go and have to do. Um, but so often I see you know founders give up too early in the process, uh, where you know they get that initial rejection and then they take that as a sign that they should maybe do something else. But of course, you know those rejections are to be ex- expected. Um, I can tell you with my first business, I probably got. 99 rejections before I finally found, you know, uh, found an investor who probably uh, at that time was probably taking a bit of pity on me to go and actually make an investment. But, you know, all it is is that, is that it takes, you know, one investor who really believes in you and backs you. And, you know, from that moment, um, that's all you need to really get started. Mm, yeah. So it's, it's, you really need to like talk to a lot of people uh, and go through and basically you need to communicate on why they should invest in your business, right? Absolutely. And I think the other part of it is also just having the right fundraising mindset. You know, given that, you know, fundraising is such a challenging process, I think having that mindset really helps you get through it. And like that comes first from like planning ahead, you know, because this fundraising process, it can take a lot of time and, you know, it's rarely painless. So the earlier you start planning the process and developing relationships, the better off that you're going to be. And the more likely you're going to avoid fundraising in desperation mode. Um, and we talked about rejection a bit, but I think that's part of it as well is that you have to embrace that rejection as part of the process and not take it too personally because rejection will happen sometimes for good reasons, sometimes for dumb reasons, and many times for reasons that will forever remain a mystery. Um, another thing I think is that practice makes perfect. You know, every meeting, it's a form of practice that makes you better for the next meeting. 
And success or failure in one meeting is you know, never the end of your story. What have you found to be like the best way to, to like get uh, investors to say yes? Like what, what, what would make you say yes? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think, again, it comes part of that process. I think it's like learning from the past. So, you know, when you talk to that first investor, you analyze what was said during those meetings and, you know, learning how to improve your mistakes is the most crucial step to finding the right investor more quickly. You know, just like, you know, you analyze your company's metrics, keep track of, you know, how people connected with your pitch, write down all the questions you were asked. You know, that's a good way of ascertaining whether areas of your pitch are still ambiguous. And then make sure you follow up with, you know, information requests. And if you do get several types of questions very often, it's a chance to consider incorporating them into your presentation or, you know, putting them, you know, earlier um, in your appendix. And, you know, I think it's also about sequencing things. You know, if you identify who is your dream investor, uh, perhaps you want to, you know, start with, you know, the first, the uh, segment of those. Um, maybe first practice your pitch with the investors that you're less excited about and wait until that pitch really feels organic. Um, because, you know, that gives you a chance of really uh, setting the pitch right when you are talking to that key investor that you really want to land for your business. I'd say a thing as well is that in the early days, um, there's probably going to be two main drivers behind, you know, what really gets people to invest in you. One is FOMO, which is like fear of missing out. And the other is growth metrics. Uh, if you're going to go for big money, you probably need a third fact, which is a really big vision. Um, but, you know, fundraising is a sales process. It's a numbers game. You can't let that demoralize you because you just need one yes. And it also requires you to have confidence. You know, you've got to act in demand and then, you know, allocate time year round. Yeah. So can you expand more about those, those, uh, those three things like FOMO? Does that mean like uh, the industry is something that is more, more like growing so that the investors don't want to miss out on a growing industry so they want to, they're more inclined to invest? Is that, is that how that works? Yeah, I think, you know, I think it's a little bit, uh, the analogy I make sometimes is that, you know, fundraising is a little bit like dating. So in the same way, if you go on a date and the other person just seems desperate to date you, um, somehow that makes us less excited, right? But we feel like when there is an opportunity that's closing, there's a feeling of scarcity that they might be missing out on what could be a really big opportunity that has a tendency to get investors excited. And so I think that's the FOMO aspect of fundraising. But to be honest, you know, for me, I think one of the things I actually hated about the process was actually doing the fundraising. And so to me, Uncapped was actually about getting away from all of this, right? Moving away from this model of having to think about pitching and raising this money this way and trying to find a way that was, for me, you know, let me really focus on what I really wanted to do, which was, you know, my customers and growing my business. Mm -hmm. So let's say if somebody were to uh, work with uh, Uncapped and they could get the funds. And so what do you usually see like the best way to use those, uh, those money? Well, I'll give you some examples. You know, we, we've worked with a lot of businesses, that, for example, that are, are really bootstrapped or they've taken on limited investment. One of our, our first customers was a sustainable fashion brand called Hedwin. And just like so many e-commerce entrepreneurs working in fashion, they were juggling cash between inventory and marketing. And they basically have to wait until the current season would sell so they could invest the returns in the next. But that really like limited their growth. And, you know, Alex and Anna, they run Headwind and they are incredibly savvy founders. They both came from finance backgrounds. 
So they assessed all the options. You know, they looked at VC, they even looked at venture debt, but they wanted a more affordable option that would help them take it to the next level. And so they signed up with us and got a 50K advance at the end of 2019. And they used their funds basically on Facebook and Instagram marketing. And then, you know, COVID hit. And like many small businesses, they were concerned their sales might slow. But because, you know, on cap, we don't take a, a fixed repayment. They basically didn't have to worry. They could just repay their advance as they generate more revenue and they could keep investing in their business. And with the funding, incredibly in like Q1 of 2020, they saw their revenues grow 1,106% compared to the previous year. We've also seen this model work, you know, for VC-backed businesses. So, you know, another cool sustainable brand um, that we backed is a business called The STEM. And, you know, James launched this business as an online plant shop. And he had like had some battles with mental health and challenges during his, his investment banking career. And what he found was that if he immersed himself in nature, it was really key to his recovering. And so he wanted to create like a sustainable business that would allow others to build their own connection with plants and nature. And, you know, for the STEM, they had cash in the bank and their business was growing steadily. However, they really believed there was this opportunity to drive their digital advertising harder. So they had hired a marketing manager to focus on content and ads, but really to get the full benefit of their hard work, they needed to budget and test and scale faster. And, you know, they considered doing a VC round, but they knew it'd be a big drain on the resources if they, you know, just kept going that way. So it was great. We were able to, again, give them an initial capital advance in 2020. And, you know, before we're spending a lot on Facebook creative upfront didn't make sense when they had limited budget. Now they were free to invest knowing that they could scale their spend on effective campaigns as much as they needed. And they then go on to take on some additional capital a few months later to scale further. And I think like James said to us, you know, the freedom to triple his ad budget without having to do a VC round was transformational because he looked us up on Monday and he had funding in his account on Friday. Wow. If people want to learn more about Uncap, they want to uh, see uh, what kind of funding options that they have, or they just want to uh, follow your work, Asher, what's the best way for them to do that? Well, thanks for asking. I mean, if you run an e-commerce store and make at least 10K per month and you know, either want to scale your campaigns faster or purchase inventory, we can help. So you know, in October, we ran this super successful campaign and funded hundreds of store owners um, just like you. So we gave them up to 50K absolutely free. So no fee, normally charge 6%. But uh, in October, we did it for exactly zero. So on our website, you won't find mention of this anymore. It's gone. Uh, but listeners of your podcast, um, we're ready to make it happen again. So all you need to do is reach out to me at asher at weareincap.com with the subject line secret 50K and a bit about yourself to see if you qualify. So if, again, you run an e-commerce store and make at least 10K per month and want to scale faster, reach out to me personally at asher at weareincap.com. Uh, you know, do it now. Don't wait. It just takes three minutes. And, you know, I'm really excited about to hear about you and your store. Thank you so much, Asher. It was a pleasure chatting with you. Pleasure to chat with you too. Thanks so much, Vincent.